My spouse is cheating and I'm hurting and emotionally exhausted. How can I stop hurting and become emotionally healthy again? In almost every conversation I have with a client, these are the statements I hear. I have so much compassion for these clients because I know all too well how that feels. If this is where you are emotionally, then this video is for you. At Marriage Helper, we work with people every single day that are exactly where you are. Before I get into how you can heal, I want you to stay tuned to the end of the video where you will get access to a free mini course that will teach you how to get your spouse back, even if you're emotionally exhausted right now. This is Marriage Helper Quick Tips, hosted by marriage and relationship expert, Dr. Joe Beam, CEO of Marriage Helper, Kimberly Beam Holmes, and our team of certified coaches. Our hosts will honestly share their hard-earned insight on some common marriage pitfalls and offer some quick tips backed by research that you can begin to use today. Regardless of the situation, what we teach will not only make your relationships better, but will also help you to become the best version of yourself along the way. Listen to Quick Tips wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave an honest review. We love hearing from you. Turn up the volume and prepare to take notes as we begin this week's episode of Quick Tips. An affair is one of the most painful things you will ever experience in life. Some researchers say it is worse than experiencing the death of someone you love. The reason is because when someone dies, we are forced to accept that they are gone. But the pain from an affair can be resurrected every time you see or think of that person. So the pain that you're experiencing is very real and extremely painful. So what can you do to make the pain more manageable and for you to get healthy? First thing is you have to accept that this really is happening. Living in denial is only going to keep you in pain. Dr. Joe Beam says hiding under the covers from the boogeyman only works if the boogeyman isn't real. So denying that you are in this place with your spouse isn't going to help you. I encourage you to accept that this is happening. When we begin to accept the situation for what it is, then we can work towards changing and healing. The next thing you want to do is get control of your emotions. Now, listen, I'm not telling you that you can't cry or be angry. In fact, if you need to cry, cry. And if you are angry, then be angry. All I'm saying is don't allow your emotions to control your actions. We hear stories all the time about individuals that go and do outrageous things to hurt their spouses or to get back at their spouses because of what has happened. And that doesn't do anything but make the situation worse for you and your spouse. It is better that you allow yourself to feel the emotions, but don't allow them to drive you to act out. Controlling your emotions creates an environment for the healing process to begin. One of the best things when you feel your emotions are overwhelming is to take a deep breath and slowly exhale. You may have to do it more than once. Now, this isn't going to fix everything, but it allows your brain to refocus. When your brain is refocused, then your body responds. Find resources to help you channel your emotions into something that isn't going to cause additional pain to you or your spouse. Things like meditation, journaling, prayer, or mindfulness. All these tools can make you successful in coping with the emotions you're experiencing. Next, you want to start communicating with your spouse using smart contact. In short, smart contact is a way to communicate with your spouse that eliminates speaking about topics or using behavior that pushes your spouse away from you. Smart contact is a great tool to use in setting boundaries for yourself on things you should and shouldn't be discussing with your spouse right now. It reminds you that talking about things outside of the parameters of smart contact can eventually lead you to more pain, at least for now. Next, shift your focus to what you can control. And the only thing you can control is you. 
Begin to identify the areas in you that need work. If you are struggling with that, we have toolkits and coaches that can help you with identifying these areas. The next step is to get busy. Get busy working on you. Begin to work on yourself physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually. At this point in your crisis, you want to start at the beginning and at the beginning of what we like to call the love path. You want to be the best version that you can be. When we are the best that we can be, we become more confident and that confidence begins to radiate because we feel good about who we are. And I don't know about you, but when I was in the state of brokenness, I had lost my confidence and my self-worth. But when I started working on me, that confidence began to rebuild and my self-worth began to grow. We want you to do this because it is the right thing to do. But the byproduct is that you will become attractive again and you will start healing. People will be attracted to you. And more importantly, your spouse can be reattracted to you. I want to caution you on this. Be sure you work on you for the right reasons, though. That is, work on yourself to be the best version of yourself and not to get your spouse back. Because if your motivation is to do this to get your spouse back, then it won't stick. If you do this with the idea to get your spouse back, then when your spouse doesn't respond in the way you want them to, you'll stop. And then they will think that you were trying to manipulate them. So do it with the right motivation so it will stick. Our CEO, Kimberly Holmes, has a podcast called It Starts With Attraction. I strongly recommend that you check it out and listen to it regularly while you're on this journey. But working on what we like to call pies is a foundational principle to healing. There are so many things that begin to happen within you when you begin to work on being the best you. I need to take a detour right here and mention something to you. When we are in crisis, many times we want to start trying to control things, specifically your spouse. When we attempt to try to control our spouse, it can run our relationship with your spouse right into the ditch. People will try to control because they are afraid of what may happen. I want to encourage you to focus on only the things that you can control, which is you. Your spouse may do things that may cause you deep emotional pain, but trying to control them will only ensure that you and your spouse will experience more pain. So accept your spouse's decisions. Accept that this is how they feel and what they want. I'm not saying to accept behavior that would cause you or children physical harm, but accepting how your spouse feels right now can only actually get you on the road to healing. Because you accept the situation for how it is right now, you actually begin to give the situation the freedom it needs to change. When you accept your spouse for what they feel right now, they have the freedom to change. I know that may feel counterintuitive, but it is a key piece to you moving forward towards healing. Something important to note here, that it also works for you accepting you. When you accept you, you will change. When you are not focused on controlling them, but rather on doing these things I'm talking about, then we are speeding up your healing process. Don't let anything someone else is doing distract you from getting the emotional healing that you need. The last step, and probably the most important step, is forgive. Forgiveness is a moral gift that you give a person despite what they have done to you. In order to do this, you have to see your spouse as a flawed person. You have to decide to forgive and then realize that the decision to forgive and the process of forgiving are two different things. Every day for a while, you'll have to decide to forgive. You will have to continue to remind yourself for a while that you choose to forgive and then interact with your spouse in a way that demonstrates that you have forgiven them. It is important to note that you won't feel like you have forgiven them at first. 
But as you continue to decide to forgive and treat them like you have, then your emotions will follow. So many times people will say, but they haven't even asked for forgiveness. And they're not even sorry. Why should I forgive them? My answer is this, simply because you deserve to be free from pain. You deserve to live your life with joy and peace. You deserve to feel love in your heart, and you deserve to heal. An essential piece in healing is forgiving others and forgiving you. Without this, you will be held prisoner to your pain. You will be shackled to this agony that you're feeling right now. Don't do that to yourself. You have been through enough. Take the steps today so that you can live again, so you can be you again, so you can thrive again. Forgive to set yourself free. I know that you feel emotionally broken. I know that you just want the pain to stop. These steps that I have given you will be essential to your journey of becoming emotionally healthy again. The pain isn't going to go away magically. Time does not heal all wounds. Only truly loving yourself enough to take the steps forward towards healing is what is going to make you emotionally healthy again. I encourage you today to decide to do these things, even if you don't feel like doing them. Enough is enough. Only you can control your healing. I've been in your shoes. I know this pain. One quote that knocked me upside of my head and got me to take steps towards healing comes from one of my favorite movies, Shawshank Redemption. Andy, played by Tim Robbins, has freshly come out of solitary confinement where he was completely alone and isolated. He's explaining to Red, played by Morgan Freeman, his hopes and dreams. Red warns him not to have hopes and dreams, but Andy turns to Red and says this, it comes down to a choice, get busy living or get busy dying. That one line helped me see by letting my emotions control me, by lying around being depressed, by hanging on to bitterness and unforgiveness, that I was getting busy doing something I really didn't want to do. I was promoting my own emotional pain and death. But I decided I wanted to live. I wanted to heal emotionally. So I got busy doing just that. I encourage you today to do the same. I hope this video has helped identify the steps that you need to take to become emotionally healthy again. As promised, you can click the link on the screen to access our free mini course designed to teach you how to get your spouse back even when you feel emotionally exhausted. You can also click the video on the screen to learn the four ways to attract your spouse back to you, explained in a much greater detail than I had time to talk about in this video. Thanks for watching this video, and remember, there's always hope. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Marriage Helper Quick Tips. Please refer to the notes in the description to learn more about any resources mentioned in this episode. Please visit our website at marriagehelper.com for more information about our online courses, marriage workshops, and coaching. If you would like immediate help with your marriage situation, click the link on the screen to schedule a free marriage strategy call with one of our team members. We exist to save marriages and strengthen families. We'll see you next Friday on the next episode of Quick Tips.